Buckeyes and beyond. Here are your hosts, Jeff and Mike. Hey everybody, welcome to Buckeyes and Beyond, our seventh episode of, uh, I think everything's been in, yeah, everything's been in 2020, because the first one was the Fiesta Bowl, so welcome back, thank you for listening, uh, we haven't accumulated that many listeners, but we're also just trying to get better at this, yeah. <laughs> so we're trying to work on this uh, in the off season, so we get uh, this this podcast really finely tuned for the 2020 football season. So again, uh, thanks for listening. Welcome back, and uh, we're at Buckeyes and Beyond uh, on YouTube. Our channel at Beyond Buckeyes on Twitter. My name is Jeff. This is Mike. What's up, everybody? So we're going to cover a few things today. I'm not sure how long this podcast will go. Probably not as long as our previous episodes because <laughs> again, it's the off season yeah. and we're just struggling to watch Buckeye basketball. And uh, really muddling through that and just trying to, uh, there's not a whole lot of recruiting news this week. Uh, maybe one thing, a couple things, but not a lot of news going on. So um, we'll see. So yeah. we'll see how long it goes. <clears throat> maybe it'll be more beyond than Buckeyes. Yeah. yeah. Could very well be that. So, <laughs> so yeah, we're going to cover, uh, try to go over the game we just struggled to watch and also uh the uh recruiting tidbit and also we're going to go over the uh, game number two of the 2019 season yeah which i actually when i put the update out on the twitter account i put down that it was actually against miami but i was wrong it wasn't against miami it was against uh cincinnati so yeah yeah, yeah. so it was uh the cincinnati game last year uh, so i i didn't I saw that and I didn't even think anything of it. Yeah. So, well, there really wasn't much to that game, but <laughs> we can actually get into it later. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, top first topic is the Ohio State basketball game. They drop one to Wisconsin, seventy to fifty-seven. Ohio State now is fifteen and eight, five and seven in the conference. Wisconsin moves up to fourteen and ten. I mean, their season overall is not great. No. I mean, they're both bubble teams. Yeah, that's and that's really that's putting it really kindly for us. I mean, I don't know if we're even going to make the make the tournament. It's it's really up in the air right now. Yeah, the the Big Ten's just cannibalizing itself. I mean, yeah. you got twelve teams, five and seven in the conference or better. Everyone's between nine and three at the top of Maryland in the conference. They're nineteen and four overall. Right. All the way down to Michigan, five and seven, fourteen and nine overall. Um, you usually, I mean, let's see, fourteen and nine to probably have, you know nine more games left, approximately, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think last week when we looked at the rest of the schedule, we didn't think that we didn't really count this one. As no, win, so. no, I, no. I mean, I sure didn't. I didn't think that I. Didn't think that it was going to be this bad, but I didn't think that they were going to win this game. So Yeah, there's not that. I mean, you look at the schedule and the way they've been playing. I mean, they, they won three in a row. Right. So we knew the the ball, the other shoe was going to drop eventually. Yeah, so today absolutely. was the day they stunk, sucked ass today. Yeah, it was bad. So, <laughs> so bad. So, uh, yeah. So there's no, there's no surefire. You can't. I mean, you can only just go, yeah, I guess I could see him winning that at home, maybe. Yeah. You know, I, that's I mean, the way it kind of looks. Like, they have a really good 
home record, so you you really got to kind of figure any game that they have at home is probably going to be a pretty good chance to win. But um, I mean, there's even a couple of those games at home that are left that I don't know if they're even going to win them. They're they're just they're so inconsistent, man. They're they're all over the all over the place. That they're not a tournament team. They just don't look like one. No, no, they're tough to watch. They have to me. They I mean, they just don't have a true point guard they don't have an identity they no. just don't have any grit they don't have any character they have i mean they they i mean they're soft at times i mean they played the first 30 minutes of this game without going to the free throw line more than twice yeah or and once once those so two free throws on one appearance at the line yeah and that was late in the second half well i don't know about late in the second half but it was probably about midway through yeah. the second half that they actually made it to the free throw line so it was 38-20 at halftime. They actually had more turnovers. They had more turnovers than they did field goals in the yeah. first half. They had nine turnovers and eight field goals, yeah. which is just, that is appalling. There's no need for that. It's down Absolutely right. none. So uh, they let a 16-0 run in the half. Yep. They didn't score for four and a half, five minutes to end uh, the in this first half. No. Uh, it, mm. I mean, when you look at them, man, I mean, everything that I wrote down for this game has been, it's been following them for this this streak of games. I mean, uh, you know, more turnovers than field goals, which I talked about. They live and die by the three, which is, I don't know why Holtman is still letting those guys chuck up those threes, man. And there's, I mean, there's just nobody on this team that's just a sharpshooter. No. I mean, Arns, we thought could, but as we both talked about during the game, he's such a liability on defense. My God. Yeah, he shot one time. He shot, and it was, I don't know where it was from. It wasn't a three. No. He, got, he had one field goal attempt. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and he was terrible on defense. He couldn't keep him in. No, I mean, he, he. it was three different plays. He got caught flat-footed every single time. Just it had no way. They just blew right, right by him every single time. Yeah, you almost looked like he was so bad that they just started almost targeting him. Yeah, so they really oh, did. Who, who's on? Who's Arn's guy? Yeah, just give it to him. And just wherever go, he is. Yeah, and just go to the hole. Yeah, he just plays flat-footed. Yeah, it's awful. So, um, yeah. So I mean, you can't be a guy who's going to shoot, be like some three-point specialist, and be terrible on defense. No, it's kind of just negates the whole. Cancels the whole purpose of you being in the game. Yeah, it absolutely <laughs> does. It, you know, in fact, I think we even kind of touched on it a, a, a bit. There are there, are, you know, there are guys who that is their whole game. They are a sharpshooter, but they play outstanding de- defense. I mean, that's what they call them. You know, what I don't remember what it was. Uh, Bruce, you know, or a, the classic example was Bruce Bowen. Yeah, Bruce Bowen played it for the Spurs for so many years. Yeah, I mean, he was a three-point sharpshooter but he played lockdown defense man you couldn't score on him another guy in the league is uh jj reddick right yeah right yeah right. so i mean you gotta serve some other purpose right rather than just i stand out here yeah and i just I wait, wait for the yeah, ball yeah, yeah, and yeah. i just shoot threes well that's great but you got to be able to play defense if you're going <laughs> to do that i mean so i mean Arns was a total liability in the first half and even into the second half i, I think um Caleb, Caleb Wesson. I mean, if you if you want to take the lead on him because he's been a thorn in your side forever. So, yeah, I don't get. I mean, he he just I just don't see any competitive fire with that guy. Yeah, I just don't. I don't get it. Like he's six nine. He's was he? We think he's two fifty now or two forty. Yeah, because he so, he was pushing three three bills last. I think he last year, been, yeah, yeah. So he probably they probably had his weight listed lower than yeah. it was, 
But the guy's no, not any quicker. Mm-mm. I don't think it doesn't even freaking matter because he has. I don't think he has any competitive fire. No. I mean, he's out there. He's out there acting like he's Larry Bird. He's, yeah. I mean, I mean, Larry Bird didn't even. I mean, that's bad comparison but he's out there thinking he's like Dirk Nowitzki that's a yeah that's a probably better like, one yeah yeah he's out there like he's out there like spotting up he's rolling he's like doing a pick and then he's popping yeah like dude you can't pop like <laughs> you roll yeah and that's it stop yeah. popping like he's popping constantly now. yeah he's not even at the around the rim and teams let him shoot it because yeah. he's so bad at it, I, it just you know. There's like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like, there's no threat. Then you know, we gonna do one for five. <laughs> you know, I'll take that. Yeah, you know, if you're gonna shoot one for five, and, and he's away from the rim, he has six freaking rebounds the whole game, and, and like, he does not. We talked about this too. He does not high point that ball. He he just he waits for it and. That's stuff that you learn in middle school, man, to high point the ball. Don't stand flat-footed and wait, or stand on your tippy-toes and wait for the ball. It's awful. Yeah, he played 27 minutes. He's only fouled twice. They must have pulled him out of the game. because They pulled him out late in the first half uh, because he had two fouls. two, and then he didn't yeah. foul the rest of the game. Yeah, which was kind of shocking. Like two, two points, four points at halftime. He had Finished four. With eight in the game. It's awful. For, for a star player, supposed and to be who our offense revolves around, according to Holtman, at one point. So frustrating. Why would you? That oh, you know. At one point, where our offense revolved like went yeah. through Caleb Wesson, according Which, to Chris Holtman. Yeah, and I think they still tried to at you know at some point, and I don't understand why it doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense to do that. But I mean, I guess I do kind of understand it because we don't have a true point guard to really run the offense through. So. No, we don't. Uh, C.J. Walker is just—I mean, he's a—he's a two guard in a point guard's body, mm-hmm. and he doesn't really—I don't know—he doesn't seem to know what he's. He misses guys on pick and rolls. He just—he misses guys cutting. He just doesn't, or he just gives it up. He just gives it up. They're—they're—they're just like doing a—you know—they're just weaving at the top. Yeah. For for accomplishing nothing. Uh, you know, C.J. Walker. C.J. Walker, we talked during the game, and I wrote this down too, their pick and roll is non-existent because you have guys, um, Liddell, multiple times picked and rolled, and he was wide open, and nobody got him the ball. It was, was, now, the only bright spot in in this game was him. E.J. Liddell played a great game, and he was rolling multiple Mm. times, and Walker didn't even look at him. He didn't even try to get him the ball. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, they. Um, it'll be nice if Carton, Carton can make his way back, and and then uh, C.J. Walker played thirty six minutes. Oh, God. He is not a thirty six minute player. He's he twenty to twenty five. He had more back. turnovers than assists. Two for eight. I mean, nine points. And, and that's a normal game for him too. Yeah. I mean, that's what he does every single game. Yeah. Um, so. So, yeah, Caleb Wesson, 2 of 11. I mean, Andre Wesson started the game off well, and then he, he shot, he missed his last four, he missed, shot four times in the second half and missed all four. Yeah, he's, and he's so He up was the down. high scorer at 11, and he oh. didn't even score in the second half. I think he went to the line and hit two free throws. Yeah, that's Two he, in the second half. That's awful. So, yeah. I mean, Kyle Young didn't, he had seemed to be off this game. He had 
Kyle Young, had, you know, if you look at the first, what was it, 10 or 11 games between then and now, it's two completely team. It's two completely different teams, man. The, the first 11 games, now the big difference is they shot the ball extremely well in those first, you know, in those first 10 or plus games. Um, and since that, since the, what was it, the West Virginia game, since that game, they've just completely been a, di- a totally different team, and it's not good. It's awful. Yeah, my, Micah Potter is actually, <laughs> Micah Potter, he was out there for Wisconsin. For oh, God. Yeah, he, Micah Potter, yeah, and he's averaging 9-6 and six this year. Yeah, we could over 50%. Him. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he probably enjoyed winning. <laughs> I'm sure he did. He, uh, for those that actually don't know, he was a Buckeye who transferred out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's a junior this year. He's six ten, two fifty. So um, his brother's playing for Ohio State's football team. Oh, Noah Potter. Noah Potter. Yeah, yeah. 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 But he's. He, I think he was a true freshman this year. So mm-hmm. I don't feel real true. But <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so do you want to move on to the defense, which was also. So yeah. bad. They're bad on defense, man. Yeah, yeah. They, they trouble just, just rotating yeah. on, and switching and just, or I, just getting beat. I don't know how many wide-open shots that they had. There was, I mean, Wisconsin shot the ball well. I mean, you do have to actually give them credit for that. But a lot of their shots were just, there was nobody in front of them, man. They just had wide-open looks all game. It was atrocious. Yeah, and there's a couple times where guys are just getting bodied and down. I mean, like, how are you getting... How are you letting that guy get just run, you know, just run through you, just bodying you up like that? Yeah, there was a play. I think it was in the second half. Liddell was covering down in the post, and I don't know who it was for Wisconsin, but he drove him down there in the post, turned and just backed him down with ease, and there was no, there was no pushback at all. He just, yeah. he just kept on giving ground and giving ground. He turned around and he had an easy bunny, and that's how it was the whole game. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I saw one person on on Twitter, I forget who it was, just said this this team is just so unlikable. Yeah. And basically, I mean, that's it. I mean, they just don't have any character. They don't show you anything that is like any, that gives you any sort of idea of like great effort Mm-mm. and grit and like toughness. Like, yeah. At least be try to be tough. Like, just like fight. I mean, there's just like... I mean, there's, they seem like they get down if the, anything doesn't go their way. They just have no, no ability. I mean, they're down. They're down. No, they're down eighteen at halftime. Yeah. That's pretty tough. But yeah. the way the way they're shooting and all that. Yeah. But this team, they could be down ten, and I'm going. I don't know. That's it, yeah. I mean, if they get down 10, you almost feel like that is insurmountable for them because there's no toughness. Um, yeah, and, and you're absolutely right. So even if you shoot the ball poor and play mediocre defense, if you're tough, if, if you're a tough team, you can still keep your keep your team in the, in the game somehow. Yeah. But to have all those things, to not be tough and have all those things, that's there's just no way to, to even win. So, yeah, the... the so even if you're tough, at least that would be your team identity. Is you're a tough team, you don't give in, you don't give up, and you can win games like that. But there's no identity on this team whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's see, uh, yeah, I mean, here's a good indicator: just the ball movement on offense, and uh, Wisconsin had 17 assists, Ohio State seven. 
14 turnovers to 7 assists. Yeah, almost the opposite it's, for Wisconsin. Yeah, and it, that's such a that's such a clear evidence that they play too much iso ball. There's mm-hmm. way too many guys that are just getting the ball and chucking it up. Or and I would be okay if if they wanted to drive to the hole, but you, I mean you don't even see that. I mean it's like a quick dribble crossover and then a long jump shot. That's what it is. Yeah, C.J. Walker got to the hole a couple times late, but it was like yeah, finally now we're down twenty. Yeah, and driving. You're doing what you're supposed to do the whole game. Yeah. Um, same with Wesson. Like, he finally got in the paint, was acting like he gave a shit. Yeah. And and got into the paint and was, like, 30 minutes into the game. Way too late. All the like, stuff that they did was way too late. It was, like, you know, too little too late. We're on 20. Like, yeah. Now you're going to try? Yeah. It just, yeah. This doesn't make any sense, man. It's I like, mean. There's no, at this point, there's no chance in hell for Caleb Wesson to be in the NBA. Not, no. I, I, uh, I. You know, I said that he may get a small look by somebody just based off of his size, but I don't know if he's even going to do that. Yeah, but I don't think he's even going to make a yeah. NBA roster. It's just it, especially the way that the game is played now. Yeah, it, I mean, he just doesn't fit. Yeah, he can go play some international ball and shoot all the threes he wants. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> go line up next to. Uh, Jonas. Uh, oh, <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I can't I think of his name. Yeah, I'm just thinking of some Euro. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. I thought you were talking. Never mind. I yeah, thought you were yeah. talking about somebody else who was on the top of my head. Yeah, he can, he can play the uh, center next to Luca Valanciunas <laughs> you know, like in the Greek league. You know, you know but there. There's really no shame in that, though. I mean, no, there's there, there's been a lot of guys. I mean, in fact, I think Diebler is still playing in yeah. Turkey. I mean, so I mean, there's no shame in that. I no, mean, no, there's a lot of guys. But if your if your goal is to be in the NBA, then you can't play the way that he does because you, you're you're not going to make it. So yeah, just to be. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of times where you just see, you don't see, he gets up, he's just whining to the ref. Like, yeah, what is wrong with you? Yeah, get up off the floor. I mean, I. He especially does it. It's more infuriating when he does it during a live ball. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, it's live ball. Yeah, like, totally. Get, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, get your ass up and get back in the game, man. Stop, sit down, lay on your back, and whine to the refs. Yeah, I mean, you see the rebound that falls on his lap. He's not even like jumping forward. No, it's like, it's like how old are you? Yeah, it's like that's stuff that 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 you that you learn in middle school. High point the ball, <laughs> jump, use your feet. And of course, stop you know, winding to the refs. He's lay down there and looking for a foul. And like, ugh, shut up, stop. Golly. Just, uh, just not even a likable player. No, he's very, very frustrating. I'll be glad when he's out of here. Yeah, he's not doing us any good. Yeah. Um. All right. <laughs> Buckeye basketball 2020. Yeah, that's about what it is. That about sums it up. Like I don't even like. We'll just keep. We'll keep covering them, I guess. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's through February. Yeah, the offseason. I mean, we can cover them into March, but I don't think that they're even going to be a very good team in the tournament. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's not a good season when you're like, when's the NFL conference? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really what we're looking forward to now. <laughs> which Buckeyes got the big invite to the Combine? Let's yeah. see what that was. I don't know when's, which Buckeyes got the invite. When's the Combine? <laughs> like late Feb. Yeah. Right? So... Yeah. Counting the days. Yeah. Um, so, 
All right, so moving on to Cameron Martinez, um, the latest 2020 commit out of Muskegon, Michigan. Uh, 5'11", 185, 185 pound athlete. Yeah. So they really don't know for sure where they're going to play him. No, I've heard they originally recruited him to play defensive back, either safety or corner. They weren't sure yet. And now at Ryan Day's press conference for National Signing Day, which isn't really, I mean, so he was talking that um, they're going to look at him for both sides of the ball. Um, And because they only got one, they got one running back in this class, they may move him into a running back spot too. So, I mean, they just don't really know yet. Yeah, Minnesota was uh, hot on him, and uh, so was... Notre Dame, I thought, was at one point they were so trying to make a push for him. I'm on 24-7, and they act like only like only got five teams listed here. And so. Yeah, he, he so I think when he didn't sign in December with like everybody else that did, I think Notre Dame tried to, you know, throw their hat in the ring for him and see if they could, you know, get a late push for him. But Oh, wait, here we go. Yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, he had a lot of offers. Okay. Yeah, they said. Yeah, they had Michigan and. Well, of course, um, Michigan. I'm sure was going to try to offer them. Yeah, see Notre Dame. Yeah, they were in there. Yeah, they had two guys recruiting, two coaches recruiting him. Um, Iowa offered him. It just seems like Florida State. Okay, wow. So then he did get some offers from the South. I thought that maybe he was more of a regional guy. Okay, Penn State. um, Yeah, I was looking to see anything uh, SEC. Okay, Kentucky. Well, yeah, but they're not. I don't know if they really count as the SEC. <laughs> they're getting better. Yeah, yeah. Slowly. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, Cameron Martinez. Yeah, they, they talk about, like, you know, maybe we can play in both ways. I really don't. They don't really need to do that. No, there's not a need. In fact, I don't know if that's even really the best thing for him to do, especially if you're going to. Especially for someone who's never played defense ever. Oh, right, right. <laughs> I mean, he's never played defense. So, uh, because he was a, I think he was a quarterback, right? Uh, yeah, but yeah. we also saw him catch some balls. Yeah. And, yeah, so. I mean, he's, he's just a really good athlete. So, if you are going to have him play defense, it's better suited to just have him focus on that completely. Um, to have him play both sides of the ball when he's never done that before, is, that's going to be a tough call for him to do. Yeah, so um, he was the state's player of the year. Um, he's Mr. Football this year in Michigan, number fourteen athlete overall in the in the nation. Okay. Um, passed. See, see, it's like he passed for twelve hundred fifty-eight yards. Yeah, it's not that much. Ran for over two thousand. <laughs> okay, yeah. So he was yeah. a running quarterback. Yeah. Then. yeah. While accounting for 47 touchdowns. Uh, wow. He helped Muskegon to three state championships. I mean, he's, he's oh, a guy in the three state championship games, and they won one of them okay. in his career. Okay. Still getting there three times. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's pretty good. 26 and 2 as a starting quarterback. <clears throat> Owns single game rec- records for rushing yards, 352, and touchdowns, 6. Jeez. Single season rushing record, 25. 100 yards and as a junior that's insane rushing 
That's ridiculous. In his 52-game high school career, Martinez finished with 6,954 rushing yards, which is 11th most on the Michigan High School Athletic Association's all-time list and second among quarterbacks. Who's first? Oh, yeah, that's what, that's really what I would like to know. Who the hell's first on that list? Yeah. Jeez. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. I mean, I think he's definitely going to be a great football player for us. I just don't want him to, you know, overwork him and have him play both sides of the ball. The last one to do that was who? Uh, Gamble. Gamble. Was, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, he did it really well, but yeah. it just didn't really – that was almost because just because we needed him. Yeah, we didn't have as that as many great athletes. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, we had to have him. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, he signed. Uh, that was the only signee that we had on national mm-hmm. quote signing day. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll go ahead and go cover the second game of the 2019 season. We'll talk about that a little bit. And yeah, I think I, yeah, I didn't hear any news on like anything twenty twenty one. No, it's so, been fairly quiet. I mean, the Buckeyes still have the number one class for twenty twenty one, but it's, yeah. it's still really early. So yeah, yeah. So we can talk about that some other time. We got plenty of um, plenty of episodes to go yeah. in the off season. Yeah, we got a lot of time left. <laughs> so. Okay, so um, did they they announce when the spring game was? I don't know if they've actually done that yet. It's always in April. I just don't know when in April. Um, they may not have done that yet. So and yeah, they have. Oh, they have. Okay. <laughs> April eleventh. Oh, okay, April eleventh. Yep. Okay. Spring drills the week of March second. Okay. So they get about five weeks yeah. of uh, practice. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's like good. April eleventh. Yeah. So we get to see some of these great freshmen for the first time, which. This this is probably going to be one of the most anticipated spring games in a long time. Yeah, because we get because we finally get to see all these great freshmen that we've signed and see mm-hmm. what they can do. So, yeah, that'll be one that's that's worth going to. Yeah, I I'd imagine make the trip to yeah that one because I haven't gone to one in a long time. No, me neither. So, so I mean, no matter if it's you know flag football or we should <laughs> maybe we could do like a live broadcast from the spring game, man. Yeah. There you go, <laughs> do a live yeah. broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, April 11th. So, uh, not sure when tickets will go on sale. No, yeah. no, no ticket information yet. Okay. So, probably, probably, probably they'll probably mid March or something. Yeah, they'll probably, they don't, it's not that early. For no, and, and they don't usually sell out that fast, oh. but this one might sell out. Oh. I'm not sure. Tickets go on sale actually, uh, on, uh, Thursday. Really? Wow. Yeah, it was that? They don't normally go on sale that early, I don't think. Yeah. 13th. Yeah. 13th. Wow. Thursday. <laughs> well, if so, I guess, yeah. That's crazy. General admission tickets will be $5 with a limited number of $15 reserved club seats. Yeah. Those so are the, the... Six and under are free. Really? So, if you feel like taking your small child... <laughs> <laughs> if you want to deal with your small child during the spring game, <laughs> he gets in free. Just you know, know that you will not watch that much yeah. <laughs> you won't be able to watch much of the spring game because you'll be worried about your small child running around and he'll want to get ice cream and popcorn <laughs> and, and that's where you lose all of your money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can we get ice cream now oh jeez do man. they put it in a football <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Only at the Clippers game. You get yeah. Baseball helmet, ice cream. God, I haven't gone to a Clippers game in forever, too. Oh, that's a good time. Yeah, yeah, I know. The last Clippers game that I went to, if we just want to transition for just a quick second, because it was actually pretty scary. I had never been to a baseball game where you sit right near where all the foul balls get hit. So oh, yeah. I was working for somebody at the time who had season tickets to the to the games, and they gave me four tickets for the... I don't know who they were playing, but they were seats right behind the visitors' dugouts down like the third baseline. Yeah, and it was it's scary sitting down there, man, because there's no net, there's no nothing, and if and if a, if a um you know if a foul ball comes, you got to be on your toes. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a little scary, you know, sitting down there. So. Yeah, I, I've been sitting down along the right field line. Oh, okay, down there a little further away, yeah. and they have a, they do have a um, they do have that net. That the netted wall now. Oh, okay. That extends over the um, dugouts. Oh, okay. So yeah, and along maybe down the line just a little bit. Okay. So because for those screamers. Yeah, because this was at least six, seven years back. Yeah. So they right. probably put it in since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Then too many things happened since then. Yeah. So in Major League Baseball. Yeah. <clears throat> that made them put that in play. Thing. Yeah. And thankfully, I mean, our herbs, you know. I mean, we have, we have baby televisions in yeah. our pockets, and yeah. people so we can, are like, yeah, ADHD, <laughs> yeah, ADD, like more than ever. I mean, people are just like checking their phones. Yeah, especially during a you know a um, during a minor league game. I mean, yeah. you know, they don't really want to pay that much attention to it, and it's you know because the Clippers is more about like a family thing. Yeah, you know, to where yeah. you can bring your kids, especially because they have that really nice section out in like center field or right field where mm-hmm. there's just grass, where just right. like the, you right. know. So I mean that's actually kind of nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right, so back on I don't know what day it was, but anyway, back in September, <laughs> yeah, Iowa State played a home game against the Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, Luke Fickle brought his Bearcats in, yeah. and you know Luke Fickle's from here. He went to DeSales High School in Columbus. Mm-hmm. He graduated. He was an excellent college football player here. Yeah, he was tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive tackle here, Ohio State, and number ninety nine, and yeah. played in the nineties. Yeah, John Cooper. Yep, some of my fondest Buckeye memories that I can so as far back as I can remember, some of my earliest ones were of him. You know, because it was you know early nineties. I think is when he was here, right? Yeah, I thought it but was the middle. It could have been middle. You know, yeah. doesn't really ma- matter. But I mean, you know, he was a great football player. Um, Really good one. Him and Matt uh, Matt Finkus were the two. Uh, yeah, those guys. So yeah, yeah. Fickle Ninety-two and to ninety-six. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fickle and Finkus. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he started a school record at the time: fifty consecutive games. Wow. For a, a, a nose tackle of ninety-three to ninety-six. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. I mean, so high state, obviously, any coached here. So yeah. obviously it's you know he has a soft spot for Ohio State obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. and he said that coaching in that game was really hard. Yeah, I, I'm sure that it was. I mean, I think if I remember back to his pregame interview, I don't remember his exact words, but you could tell that he really didn't want to be there. It was yeah. just it was really hard for him because this game was already scheduled, you know, years. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. so I mean, he had nothing to do with mm-hmm. you know us scheduling this game. So yeah, so. Um, Remember who was the Cincinnati coach before him? Tuberville. Uh, Tuberville was there. Brian Kelly was there before. I don't know who was there before him. I didn't. I know that 
Tuberville and Brian Kelly. I don't think it was Brian Kelly. Um, it might have been Tommy. I think I think that you're right. It was probably Tuberville. It was there prior to him. Um, th- I mean, they've had some pretty decent coaches that have actually come through there. So yeah, Tuberville. Okay, yeah. End of the 2016 season. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Google machine. Yeah. There. Uh, so <clears throat> yeah. So the, this one was 42 to nothing. The second game of the season, Ohio State was number five at the time. Yeah. Cincinnati was not ranked. Right. But they went on to have a pretty good season. Yeah. Yeah. That that. Um, Let's see what they. I think this eleven and three. Yeah. Okay. Because for a long time, for a long time, this was their only loss. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I don't think they lost until late in the season. So. Yeah. um, Their season went. Yeah, they they ran off. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten in a row. In fact, I think I think their other two losses were both to Memphis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They finished the season two. Yeah. Yeah, their final regular season game at Memphis lost thirty-four to twenty-four. And then the following week, the conference schedule they lost twenty-nine to twenty-four. Wow! So, um, and then they then they went on to their bowl game, Birmingham Bowl. Yeah, kicked ass. Yeah, uh, Boston College beat them thirty-eight to six. They so, beat or. Did, did I say that? What did I yeah. say? They beat Boston yeah. College thirty-eight to six. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, they put a hurt on them, so the Birmingham Bowl. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, going back, the uh, they had uh, special teams. High State had good special teams plays in this. They had it was kind of like an all around game. Yeah, they blocked the field goal. Yeah, blocked the field goal. J.K. had a four hundred and forty one yards, two yeah. TDs, seventeen carries. Justin Fields, twenty to twenty five for two twenty four. Um, Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. He, Garrett Wilson got his first yeah. touchdown as a Buckeye. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of left corner of the end zone, nine yards. It was a pretty catch, too. Yeah, yeah it kind of – he mossed him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got – yeah, you got mossed. <laughs> so, yeah, Dobbins, uh, a couple TDs, including a 60-yarder. Yeah, which was a really pretty run. run. Yeah, yeah. So, um, a lot of guys – KJ or yeah KJ not JK but KJ yeah KJ he got, he got a uh, touchdown in the four, early in the fourth quarter before they pulled everybody yeah 500 yards of offense for Ohio State uh, Cincinnati turned it over a couple times their their quarterback could never really ever get going going no uh, the defense played really well yeah 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 Desmond Ritter for um, Cincinnati 13 to 20 for 166 was actually sounds better than what it looked like. Yeah, it just didn't look very good. Did um, he come out of that game for a little bit? Yeah, he got, I think he got knocked out by Chase Young on a sack or something yeah. and they had to bring somebody else in. Yeah. So, um, I think, I don't know if he even came back in the game. I don't remember. But yeah, I, I, but I know for sure that he actually did get knocked out of the game. So yeah, it was 28 to nothing at halftime. Um, Luke Fickle said after the game we got our absolute butts whooped, <laughs> whipped. <laughs> so um, um, it was also a pretty penalty-free game too. The Buckeyes only had two of them, so which is um, that was one of the things that the Buckeyes did have a little bit of a problem with throughout the season is they had too many penalties, but they only had two in this game. So um, the defense held them. I believe they held Cincinnati to under 100 yards total rushing. So. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I know Desmond Ritter after the game said that, um, yeah, they couldn't get anything going on the ground. That's usually what they're they try to. They're a run first team. I think their their main uh, main uh, running back is that Michael Warren. I don't remember who it was. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay. And he he, <laughs> yeah, he only had like ten carries for. He had over 1,200 yards on the season, and in that game, he only had 10 carries for 15 yards. Oof. Wow. Yeah. That's great. So, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. couldn't get anything going against the first-team defense. No. It, overall, the whole team had 34 carries for 107 yards. Oh, okay. So, so it was just, yeah. yeah it's yeah. rough. Yeah. So, Con- yeah. In contrast, High State had 46 carries on the game for 270. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, uh, Dobbins, 141. Master Teague with 60. Justin Fields. Hidden 42 yards. Steel Chambers got a couple carries. McCall got five carries. Yeah. Crowley got a carry late in the game. Chambers, yeah. The, yeah. All those guys are going to have – they're really going to have a shot this year. Yeah, yeah. So it was one of many games where they got a lot of second and third team guys in. Yeah. So a lot of reps. So this game is really one of the best examples that you can use of how important it is to get those guys all those reps because, you know, we had some times later in the season where we needed some guys to actually step up. And it's these it's these kind of games where some fans, may, you know, where some fans may say, man, this is a really boring game. And, yeah, I mean, it probably was, but it's really important to some of those guys to really get in there and get some actual time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a really important game in that aspect. Yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, I mean, the season, um, that was number two on the season, 2-0, and oh, so. Really wasn't much to this game, it was, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those games where I thought it was going to be, going into it, I remember thinking, yeah, maybe they'll, you know, maybe a little battle for, you know, first half or right. something, it might be a 10-point game or something, but yeah. I was surprised that, yeah, yeah Cincinnati I, couldn't even score. I mean, yeah. they had a couple chances. It missed a field goal, and, right? And but then late in the game against like the second or third teamers, they fumbled one. Yeah, they fumbled one going going right into the yeah. end zone. So yeah, yeah. So they couldn't they couldn't buy a touchdown. Yeah, I mean they um, they got close. In fact, the time of the time of possession was actually pretty close. So they spent a lot of time on the field driving, and they had two shots. Yeah, where, where they were really close, and then they had the block field goal, and then the fumble as they were going in. So yeah. Um. So. That's about it. Um, yeah, for that game. Yeah, for this game. Much else. Uh, not a whole lot to go over, left over for this episode. So we'll just end it here. I mean, do we got something you want to? You want? Uh, do you want to talk about uh, D'Antonio? Oh shoot! <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> oh my gosh! I, I, I didn't. How did I jot that down? Yeah, I don't know. All right, moving on. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So Mark D'Antonio resigned from Michigan State this week. Yeah, and you know he the way he did it was probably the worst part, where it was just like he just put something out on Twitter, right? Acting like he was just like everybody expected it. Like like all he all he yeah. owed anybody was just a Twitter post. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was really an awful way to do that and especially was it the day before national signing day or the day of it was it was either the day of or the day prior to it i don't remember but it's just the whole timing of it is just it just bad <laughs> there's no other way to put it you just can't you just could not yeah. have timed it worse yeah he um 
Yeah, so there's allegations that he was given like preferential treatment, um, also just turning a blind eye to um, sexual assault charges against players. Yeah, there's been 16 players since 2007 who have had sexual assault or sexual battery char- charges. Um, four of the players were released last year, um, and every single allegation has been investigated by the athletic department and not the um, not the East Lansing uh police so that's that all by itself is really questionable as to why you know the ad is not letting you know the police department have a hand in the investigation yeah there's a um d'antonio he's like a subject of a lawsuit filed by a guy who was the staff member um of Michigan State, Curtis Blackwell. Right. He's seeking more than $5 million in damages for wrongful termination. So in the complaint, in the lawsuit, he, he alleges that D'Antonio, who spent the last 13 years at Michigan State, committed multiple NCAA recruiting violations. Yeah. So all this going on, and then he resigns. Now they went what, three and nine, seven and six, seven and six, the last right. three seasons. Yeah. So, I mean, just based on that, they're kind of like... Not kind of fledgling, just kind of like, but, and then on top of this, it looks real bad. Yeah, this program is in serious trouble right now. Um, you know, they're, uh, it, you, know, I, you know, it's these allegations aren't, you know, they're not funny, but I mean, you sort of laugh at how the last few years he's just completely destroyed this entire program. I mean, it's, it's just gone from bad to, I can't believe, you know, to, I can't believe that it's gotten this. I, it's just terrible. So, um, it's, and to just resign the way that he did, it, it's, it's cowardly, which is how, um, Valenti had actually put it too. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's just, it's awful, you know? Yeah. Um, another allegation in there, He's he's orchestrated employment for the parents of two Michigan State football players with the school's mega-donor, Bob uh, Scandalaris. Wow. Uh, Additionally, the suit claims Blackwell accompanied D'Antonio on an in-home visit for a five-star recruit when Blackwell wasn't authorized to conduct an off-campus visit. Uh, D'Antonio is serving as a witness in the case and refuted these allegations in a January 10th disposition. Deposition, lawyers for D'Antoni have called the allegations not only false but totally gratuitous. <laughs> like the whole orchestrating employment for parents of of recruits has been going on. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, like, that happens probably a lot with every program. Well, I don't know about every, but it, it happens quite a bit. I'm sure. Yeah. So I mean that that by itself is not a huge deal, but yeah, it makes you wonder like. Saban owns a Mercedes dealership. <laughs> yeah, how many times he's you know gotten employment for yeah for some family members. Yeah, you know yeah. So I mean, I'm sure that <laughs> that stuff happens. It's you know it's getting to the point, and, and you know we don't have to talk about this now, but you know the times are changing so much to where you know because of the new you know law that was passed. So I mean that stuff's really not even going to be a mm-hmm. uh, you know that's that's really not even. The one you're talking about is the likeness, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is just like the first step to where the you know to where these kids are going to be able to make money, which is fine. I mean, I don't have any problem 
with that, you know. And then most importantly, we might be able to get our NCAA yes. back. We'll get NCAA <laughs> football back forever, which EA Sports is <laughs> in the game. Yeah. But no, so, I, I mean, it's, um, you know, that all by itself is really not a big deal. But all this other stuff, man, uh, D'Antonio is just, you know, he, he has... He has literally set them back at least four or five years. The icing on the cake, the cherry on top of all this, is he received a four point mm-hmm. three million dollar longevity bonus. Yeah, from the university on January sixteenth. He took his money and then he ran. That's just that's Yikes. so cowardly, man. I mean. Because this isn't something where you just wake up and say, I think I'm just going to not coach. This is something where you've had to have been thinking about this for some time. And to just take your big $4.3 million in January and then like a a couple weeks later you just quit, that's not something where you just took the money and then thought about it. You've been thinking about this for some time. He he, um, he went for his, like, he took two weeks PTO. And then he, and then he told his like one boss, like he told his immediate boss, yeah, that he's get he put in for a PTO, like a two week vacation, his paid time off that he had in the bank, and then he told like the store manager that he was quitting, he's <laughs> putting in his two week notice to quit, which is what I did one time. Oh, really? <laughs> Worked out perfectly. Hey man, if you can work that, you know, if you can work the system that way, it's great. And then, and then, like a few months later, I got a um, Lowe's uh, employee ownership program check for like a hundred bucks. (laughs) That's there, like just under a couple years. Oh man, I was employee owner. Wow, Lowe's. Jeez. and Antonio, D'Antonio did that but yeah. like on a uh, much like a millionaire scale, <laughs> <laughs> much larger scale. There, yeah, it's you know, I this program was already sort of in shambles, and it's just going to be worse now. It almost gets to the point to where you got something like, <laughs> you know, I think when I was sorting to when I was thinking about what the fans were thinking about whenever he did this, the only thing I could think of is that they're doing something like this. Like the whole program is just blowing up, man. It's awful. Yeah, <clears throat> ebbs and flows of college football. So yeah. now they're gonna have their their scandal and then go into like the cellar for, for a while years. Yeah, and then it's, uh, they have to pray somebody can dig them out of it. Yeah, I, I don't know. If Fickle, he's their top target, but man, I don't see him leaving Cincinnati for that. There's just no way. I don't think it just doesn't make sense for him to. So they they interviewed him, went to Cincinnati to interview him, um, and they haven't hired him. No, like it's they they spent the day with him yesterday, yeah, and didn't come to an agreement of anything. No, so it's not a good sign. No, I, I just it just doesn't make any sense for him to to you know to leave, especially not only with the with these you know um, with these charges against the players. Once the incident once. Once the NCAA finishes their, you know, investigation, it's it's going to be, you know, probably like a two-year ban from the bowls, some loss of, you know, some loss of scholarships. So it's it's going to be a tough thing to actually turn around. So, yeah, their uh, athletic director Bill Beekman, mm-hmm. he flew to and fr- and home from Cincinnati 
yesterday. No, I'm sorry. Just landed. He landed um, today, uh, just just before two o'clock, and um, yeah, no Luke Fickle with him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think it's even going to happen. So, yeah. I, in fact, I don't know who they're going to get to step in and coach him. It's probably going to have to come from somebody uh, who is already on the staff. Narduzzi, former defensive coordinator there. Yeah, he's at Pitt, and right. he publicly put out on his Twitter feed that he was staying and he did it in the form of um, the Wolf of Wall Street oh uh, that's right yeah I think if, I read something like that but I didn't actually had, see the tweet he had his head on Leo DiCaprio's uh, on Wolf of Wall Street really like, yeah. I'm staying I'm staying <laughs> yeah, that that's whole awesome thing. so um, another guy who they tried to get is Mel Tucker, the head coach at Colorado, and he he has done the same. I mean, not like that, but he, mm-hmm. you know, he has also said that he's not going to leave. So he used the Seinfeld gift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, they're they are just they are trying to get anybody that they can, and nobody wants to even touch it right now. I guess Matt Count- Campbell is on their list. He's been on everybody's list, but he's the Iowa State coach, right? Yeah, yeah. And says like a report says that he kind of just quickly rebuffed. Oh, okay. Rebuffed yeah. uh, overtures. <laughs> it's like well, the way they put these, like, I, yeah, the way they do these headlines and yeah. they, they write this. He rebuffed overtures. <laughs> Overtures. I don't know. Who says overtures? Yeah, I don't know. If I, don't know. I don't know. I don't even use that word. I don't, I don't think I've ever used that word Overture. in my entire life. So. Overtures. <laughs> um, so that's where Michigan State stands. Yeah, it's bad. They're fucked. No. Yeah, <laughs> they really are. I mean, that's the best way to put it. So, uh, so yeah, Michigan State's in a rough spot and no, no light. I mean, it's going to be a while till they. I mean, they got to find a coach first. Yeah, which who wants is, to go through a scandal, and which is why I said it's probably going to come from somebody who is already um, who is already on the staff. They're recruit. They're recruiting um, for this year for twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one sucked. Yeah, it wasn't good. Anyway, so yeah. I mean, it's, even if you didn't have the actual scandals, you're. I mean, that cupboard is pretty much bare. I mean. Uh, in fact, I think it was like what you had, you had texted me earlier in the week. It's not like you know, a Bubba Smith is just going to show up and start playing you know defense for him. So he walking through that door. Yeah, um, they're they're tenth in the Big Ten. Well, their twenty twenty class is ranked tenth in the Big Ten. It's probably only behind like Rutgers and I, I don't know who um, else, but yeah, they're <laughs> uh, Purdue and Maryland had a better class than. <laughs> In Nebraska. <laughs> Nebraska had a better class. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they only beat out Northwestern Indiana and Rutgers in Illinois. Jeez. Surprised Illinois didn't get a little bit better with Lovey there, but Yeah. They didn't well they only they didn't have as many commits. They got a lot of young players. Oh, okay. But they only have thirteen commits. So. Okay. But yeah, Michigan State had twenty two commits and tenth in the Big Ten. Ugh, 40, commits. Forty something overall. Twenty two commits and to have to be ranked that low. I mean, those have got to be all three-star, you know, two-star guys. So Yeah, let's see. Uh, they're, they're just – they're plus, they had some decent talent there on defense, but they're all leaving. So, I mean, there wasn't much – there this, wasn't going to be much there. This can't be true. Like, they What's don't that? have – they don't have any commits for 2021. Oh, 
Like zero. Wow. <laughs> zero. That is not good at all. <laughs> not at all. Jeez. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, they got nothing happening for twenty twenty one. They got some offers out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> you get anything on the horizon. No, they got nothing. You got any prospects. Do you have any reason to get up in the morning? No. Nope. I like to read the daily news. <laughs> George Costanza. <laughs> you got wow. any prospects? Nope. Anything on the horizon? This is this is about all they got. <laughs> yeah, it's a clown show. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot. Of, but you know, all seriousness, they got a lot of. They apparently, you know, they've had a lot of uh, culture issues over there for yeah. a while, and a lot of people got suffered for it. Yeah. Just not the football program, so they got to figure that out because apparently, yeah, and and they had they also had the uh, the gymnast the gymnast yeah. uh, doc the uh, Larry Nasser they yeah. had that going on there for years. He yeah. was a, he was a Michigan State doc. And Ohio State had their yeah they had their weirdo doctor yeah. So I mean so um, yeah, I don't know how far his reach went. He just didn't. He just wasn't on the. Um, Olympic. Yeah, he wasn't on Olympic like after. Yeah, he wasn't on his. You US, know, yeah. Larry Nasser was on like a national scale. Yeah. Th- this is you know ours is very smaller. It's much smaller. So there's not much else happening. Uh, you know, you've got you know multiple looks at stuff like this, and uh, you know Michigan State is just going to be the you know. Like we've been saying, they're just going to be in the toilet for a long time. So, you know. Yep. So nowhere to nowhere to look but for a new coach. Yeah. And see what the hell happens after that. So. Yeah. We'll be glad to kick their ass next year. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fine with me. We can just go and circle that one as a win right now. Yeah, I think we got them. I think we got them at East Lansing. I think it's. Oh. Uh, yeah, because we actually played them. Did we play them? I think we played them here this year. Yeah, I think it's at East Lansing. Okay. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, wrong schedule. That's okay. Anyway, who cares? Um, yeah, doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's so. It's going to be a win regardless, so. Um, yeah, at Michigan State, October 17th. Yeah. Got it. Okay. okay. Yeah. So that'll be, a, that'll be another we talk about the schedule. Like after the spring game, maybe we'll have something where we talk about the schedule, maybe, maybe more in the summer. Yeah, so that's when we start to get into it a little bit more, you know, um, in depth. I mean, I think we did a schedule preview like a few episodes back, but we can get into it a little bit more in depth because at that point, rosters are going to be starting to get more set, you know, and things like that. So we can get into a little bit more. Yep. So, all right. So that's it for this this episode. So thanks for listening. Subscribe to us on YouTube or uh, subscribe. Um, where you get podcasts, whether it's Google, Apple, I, you know, yeah. Spotify, Stitcher, they guess on that? I think we're on Stitcher. I think okay. where I, do you I, get them? Yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah. we're on most of all the major platforms. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, thanks for listening. And at, at Beyond Buckeyes on Twitter, if yeah. you sub, if you follow us on Twitter, try our podcast out. Yeah, and if you do follow, and if you do follow us. Don't be afraid to leave us comments and suggestions. We had one listener who, you know, gave us a couple suggestions that, you know, that we could do to maybe clean it up and make it a little bit more tight. And uh, we tried to do that in 
this episode. A uh, listener by the name of Kelly Powell was nice enough to give us some info. So hopefully that helped, and uh, we'll see where we keep going. So by all means, if you have any suggestions for us, don't be afraid to leave any kind of comments. Yeah, if you got any ideas for topics, anything that you want to do. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be like news. It could just be something like history or just sure. something fun to talk about, yeah. which we'll try to come up with that. Um as we go along here in the off season, yeah. So if you got any ideas, you want to you want to join an episode somehow? Maybe we can figure something like that out. Again, yeah. we want to try and make this kind of more fan friendly, absolutely, and just be just some like journalist, uh, like which we're not. Yeah, we're not even close <laughs> to journalists. Nowhere did not, near. Did not go to broadcasting school. No, so. that that we did not. This was all off the top of our heads. We had no formal training whatsoever. Yeah. So. Uh, Yep, that's it. So thanks for listening, and we will see you uh, next week. Thanks, guys.